It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Happy Saturday morning to you, 8.07 on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. Just one Saturday, one more hour to go before Dave Baker literally kicks us out of the studio in for the Home Fix-It show. So we've had a great time taking your calls. We're going to continue to do so. 404-872-0750 in studio with Mickey Gasaway, Mark Banta of Piedmont Park. And Mark, we've had a lot of good conversations this morning in the breaks. I'm, I'm just so pleased that Atlanta has something like Piedmont Park and you know a lot of folks have out-of-town guests coming in this summer and sure they want to hit up the world of Coca-Cola maybe SunTrust Park and uh, the the typical touristy places the Georgia Aquarium but man it it just blows my mind how much there is to do and y'all's involvement to Piedmont Park's larger impact on like the Beltway project uh, the Beltline project and y'all were a big part of the Peachtree Road Race you know with the with the finish line being right there at the park off 10th Street so talk to us a little bit about what's coming up this summer we have about another month before the kids go back to school mom and dad need to get those kids out from playing the video games now to the park right so well there's so much going on Ashley and we you know we're we're the South Central Park everybody knows Central Park in New York and that's the same designer built uh, or designed uh Piedmont Park there in Atlanta. So it's a very special place. We, we like to think of ourselves as kind of the crown jewel of the park system in Atlanta. And there is something going on all the time. Today, we have the green market uh, that's open right now. So people are able to find 45 to 50 vendors all handpicked by our green market manager. Everything from fresh organic eggs and beef and chicken to wow. the green vegetables uh, and including some prepared foods. People love the bagels there. There. They're outstanding. It makes me hungry to Baked think about fresh them. here in Atlanta. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so just the green market's going on now. You know, if you have kids, we have our summer camp program and our Enviro Ventures camp. We're, we've got a f- team of educators there that uses the campus that is Piedmont Park to talk about everything from critters um, and and pollinators. We have an apiary there. We have a learning garden where people can learn where plant uh, food actually comes from by handling the plants and seeing the plants, a demonstration orchard. There's just so many things. Uh, You were talking very, very early in the show about our website, PiedmontPark.org, is a fantastic uh, new resource. We've redone it recently. It's very user-friendly, and it tells about all the many things going on. Um, And, of course, the the park is the home to many, many of the city-permitted events. Many people know about the very big ones like Dogwood on one end and and, uh, uh, Pride Festival on the other end of the calendar. But in between, there's something happening every weekend uh, in the, in the park and we'd encourage people to to bring down their guests bring down your kids bring down the bikes and hang out go to the swimming pool oh, I'd love people to right. see our swimming pool we a call lot of it, people don't even know I forget yeah, it's we, there we like to call it an aquatic center which sounds like it has a roof over it but it is an outdoor pool but I tell you if you go to the nicest resort that you like to go to compare the swimming pool at Piedmont Park against that resort pool and you'll say wow I had no idea that this could be in Piedmont Park. 
That's great. And the green market, too, is that just weekends or since it's summer, yeah, it's, is that running every day? No, it's it's on Saturdays, and it it, it opens, uh, I think, at 8, and then it runs till 1. So okay. there's several hours left if people want to go down there. If you've not experienced that, you will have a blast. It's great to people watch. There's a few food trucks down there as well. It's a live music, uh, chef's demonstrations. It is a full experience. And the Atlanta Botanical Garden, of course, shares the same campus. What is y'all's involvement, you know, with as, as much or as little as needs to be that relationship there with yeah, ABG? Great, great neighbors. Uh, we talk on a regular basis. We cooperate on, on projects. But we're, we're um, under two different agreements, the lease with the city for the gardens and ourselves as an MOU with the city, our great private-public partnership with the city of Atlanta and the Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, but they, they do a fantastic job up the hill. I'm so proud of the work of Mary Pat and her staff. And they just always are bringing something new and different in. So if you think you've seen the Atlanta Botanical Gardens or Piedmont Park, for that matter, you haven't seen it if you haven't been there recently. And so many reasons to go to both. I know ABG does concerts as well. So, I mean, that's just fascinating. So within a however many acre radius, you can go to Piedmont Park, Atlanta Botanical, see the Beltline or what what is going to be the future Beltline kind of still in the works, but right. everything right there. It, it is. It all connects right there together, and, and people are using the Beltline. We had 1.4 million visitors off the Beltline alone coming from Pont City Market back our way. Wow. So we know, you know, the people are really loving that whole walk, play, live environment. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Atlanta thrives in that kind of environment now. We've set up a really good community there for folks. And millennials, millennials love that kind of thing. So they Absolutely. Don't even need a car. Just walk or bike. Yep. Perfect. And Mickey, too, folks very nearby, many of the Pike Nursery locations, y'all are offering classes throughout the summer. You've had a lot of kids' classes, right. which have been great. So coming up, the Savvy Succulents. Yes. Next week, we're doing four classes. We're doing one at Johns Creek. We're doing one at Peachtree City. We're done doing one at West Cobb, one at uh, Lindbergh. And they're on different nights, and it's on succulents. And everybody is... They're just so much fun to do, and I hope everybody will come out because I get to teach them. So, and now most, if not all, of the classes are free, right? Yes, these are free. Mm-hmm. So that runs July 11th through the 15th. Any right? Just check on PikeNursery.com, and it'll show you which one is what night. Different different scheduled classes. That's right. And you were telling a, a caller earlier, y'all had the uh, attracting butterflies and hummingbirds, and hummingbirds class and that was that's a real always, popular that's one. a big hit yeah. that's great so all right you can go to piedmontpark.org also pikenursery.com to find out more from our guest mark banta mickey gasway want to jump out to the phones and talk to the callers who have patiently been waiting this morning 404-872-0750 up the winder we go good morning dorothy good morning what can we do for you i have some overgrown sasangla camellias and I need to prune them back severely at some point, and I need to know when I can do that. Well, I actually think it's better if you do it earlier. Um, you can do it now. Um, you, you probably won't get any blooms this year. You won't get them from the part, the new woods. You're not going to get uh, any blooms this year. But you could still cut them back if you need to. How how much can I cut them back? Some of mine are maybe we 10 have. Feet. We have cut them back. We had a friend that needed some cut back, and Stan and I went over to help him, and his were probably 20 feet tall, and we cut them back to about 
six or seven feet tall. Now, we did this in early spring, and they just did fine. They did great. Uh-huh. He didn't get as many blooms that year, but he got a few still. Okay, mine are probably 10 to maybe 12 feet. Maybe well, you can feet. always take a third off of anything, just about any time. Is that all I can do? That think? Well... Anytime you can do that, but I think you could go back halfway if you wanted to. Now or wait until I think you could do it now. I think you've got plenty of time because you want the wood to be able to come out and harden off, and it should be able to do that. So if I do it half, you think think that would be okay then? Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Uh, Uh, The only thing about wherever you cut to, wherever you prune to, pruning induces growth. Growth's localized. Wherever you prune to is where it's going to come out. So you might, if, if it's twiggy looking at the bottom, if that's a problem, you might want to do a few of them back lower so you'll have some leaves some at the bottom as well. Some of them just bare on the bottom, just, you know, just limbs. I would know. try to, I'd try to cut a few of the limbs all the way back then. Okay. Okay. And just just to to put exclamation exclamation point on your on your point, uh, Mickey, I think that the important thing when people talk about what's the right time to prune, the good news on almost all these things, azaleas, uh, camellias, all, all of them, is if we prune at a time where it might not be ideal, really the only penalty is the fact that we might not get blooms. So it's not. A lot of people are worried about, am I going to hurt the plant? Or is it going to get too that? hot and stress it? And Unless for, you do it too late, yeah, and, and then if, do, if it tries to put out new growth, and that growth gets killed back. Yeah, yeah that's the one exception. Is if yeah, I like to say, in the fall, fall back in your chair, and don't worry about <laughs> pruning, because if you if you prune then, then you're going to have the new growth, which is going to be tender. Right. Like if, if you're sometimes up north, I think they prune back in the fall because they don't get 70 degree weather in December like right. we do sometime that that induces this growth. So that's why we do ours a little yep. earlier. So good news. Good North- call. Yeah. yeah. Good news, Dorothy. Thanks for the call. Next, Carroll County. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? Good morning. I was calling about centipede. I get mixed uh, uh, messages on what type of fertilizer to put on it, like 20, <laughs> 0, 20, 15, 0, 15. Tommy. Uh, and Tommy, you know what I got at my house? I got centipede right. grass, and I've been in the house since 1998. You know how many times I fertilized the centipede? I don't know. <laughs> Big goose egg. Zero. Never? Yeah, I have never fertilized my centipede. It looks beautiful. Um, the biggest thing is to is to manage expectations on how dark green centipede yeah. is. And centipede is just going to be a little lighter color. There's an old saying, when all else, te- when all else fails, soil test, um, or don't guess soil test. So if you want to know where you're at, um, go ahead and take a soil sample, 10 to 12 random spots, mix them together, take them to your county extension office, let them run a soil analysis. They'll give you back a printout that tells you what to use, if anything, and uh, then you'll not have to guess at it. But the bottom line, Tommy, is you can go a long time and not have to fertilize centipede, and it will do Really, really well. That's why they call it the lazy men's grass. <laughs> what? Hey, so what, now what are you, you looked at me Mark? while you said that, but it is the truth. I love it. All I got to do yeah, is mow it great. and edge it. And then Tommy on weeds. Um, the the weeds in centipede. The, the good news is the the grass can get where it's tight enough that you don't 
need to do any weed killer. But when if you do have to do any weed control, you really want to pay attention to your products because centipede is different than the fescue and different yeah. than the Bermuda and the zoysia. You really want to use the right product labeled for that. And then if you can, spot treat it. Um, I don't even do pre- or post-emergence um, broad uh, weed killer on my on my centipede because it doesn't need it. It just rarely gets any it's weeds so in it. so lush that mm-hmm. it just kind of chokes the weeds out. Yep. So how how healthy would you say yours is, Tommy, or is it struggling? Uh, uh, well, my first box is really great and it's really thick. But then in the front yard, I have something like a little bitty, tiny-looking leaf of plant that hugs the ground that... Uh, they're so they're real small and they probably go about an inch or so. And somebody said it was Espadiza, but I don't know what it is. It's a pretty and good description of Lespadiza. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. Uh, and how do you get because that right there seems to when it wants to grow, it almost wants to interfere with the uh, centipede. Yeah. Two two things. Lespedeza often is growing in hard, compact soils that are not favorable to the grass. So I want to see you this year, um, and hopefully it'll quit raining in a minute, get some aeration done on it. Um, and in this case where you are trying to grow some grass back in, it might be the right time to use a little bit of fertilizer because you're reestablishing that area. But I'd aerate it and then fertilize it and then uh, go to your local nursery. Uh, if you've got a pike in your area or or, or uh, whatever you have there, and find something that's labeled for centipede broadleaf weeds. Uh, and uh, there's uh, two or three products that will be okay for that. Uh, and then after you aerate, fertilize it, take care of the weeds, then your centipede should grow back into that area. Perfect. Great information. Thanks for the call, Tommy. Thank you, Mark. 404-872-0750. About a half an hour, 45 minutes more to get your question in. This is Lawn and Garden. We'll be back. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the Lawn and Garden advice you need. Shaping out to be a beautiful day in Midtown right now. The sun coming up. Actually, the sun's probably already been up, guys. We've been in the studio. It's tough to tell. Quick weather update from Ackerman Security Systems. 89, 90 degrees today. 30% chance of maybe pop-up thunderstorms around parts of metro Atlanta. Tomorrow, the chance of rain lessens. you got a high of about 88, low of 67. May see a little more sun on Monday to start the work week next week. Stay tuned. Channel 2 meteorologist Brad Nitz has a complete five-day forecast coming up in the news in less than 10 minutes. It's Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. 30 more minutes on the Lawn and Garden Show, 404-872-0750. Out to Elbert County we go. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good. What can we do for you today? Well, I have thorn with blackberries, and I guess with all the rain, I think I got cane blight. And usually this time of year they're green as can be and got plenty of uh, fruit on them. Uh, last week I just got enough to make one pie. And uh, there's not nearly as many, and the, and the and the leaves and everything are kind of turning red as if uh, as if they've got some kind of blight on them. Yeah, those red leaves are are phosphor. We call it phosphorus firing. Um, so whenever we have a problem in the root or the stem of the plant, uh, and then it's not transporting the nutrients properly, then you get that reddish foliage out on the end. 
Um, and I think you've already diagnosed it yourself, Jim, with the with all the wet weather. You know, they they like it hot and sunny, and uh, and then a good combination of dry and then and then wet. And and I think we just had too much too much wet. Are you seeing any cankers on the stem at all? Not remarkably, no, no. That's 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 the good news story. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know that I would call it a blight. I, I, is it fairly? Is the red leaves fairly evenly distributed over the plant? Yeah, very uniform. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you listened to some of the earlier segments. Whenever we have very uniform symptoms, and I just did air quotes around symptoms, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. it is uh, it is almost always environmental. And so um, you know what they're supposed to look like. You know what they're supposed to do. Uh, and I think it's just going to be another one of these years for many things, including your blackberries, where we're just going to ride it out. Um, you know, and if we get some stuff that turns dead or starts looking diseased, let's go ahead and prune that off and do good sanitation. But otherwise, I think we're just going to ride out this year and uh, and see what it's like when it's all over. Uh, but I, I believe that's what you're dealing with. Yeah, so it's essentially too much rain. Yes, sir, and not enough sun and, 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 and that. Mickey talked about earlier about the importance of air circulation, and, and blackberries is, is another one um, that likes some good air circulation, so you don't develop any, any fungal spots or anything like that. So uh, I'm not a, <laughs> I don't like getting in there and pruning uh, brambles, uh, raspberries, and, and blackberries, but if you do find as, you, as these things grow and get mature that, that you need to do some thinning out so that you get good air circulation, that's not a bad idea, but yeah, I believe yeah. you've diagnosed your own your own situation. Yeah, and these there. are the thornless ones. So. Oh, okay. Oh, good. So you, it won't. Yeah, you can get in there, and they won't get as much of you as you get of them. <laughs> good great. for you. Well, good luck with it. We, uh, we, we I just kind of write it out and see how how it does. But I think I think you're okay as long as you don't see any stem uh, stem canker. I think you'd be all right. So coming up right after the bottom of the hour, we will have Bob with a question about pruning knockout roses. Rich has maybe a disease affecting his tomatoes, wants to know a little bit more. A fig vine and and growing that on a brick wall. Philip up in Druid Hills and James in Atlanta. I am very curious to hear James killed his grass with hot oil and wants to grow it back. So I want to know how that oil got out there and what we can do to help him out. A little more time on Lawn and Garden, 404-872-0750. In studio with Mark Banta from Piedmont Park. You can learn more at piedmontpark.org. Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery, and you can go on pikenursery.com for the information we've talked about today, the products, the EB Stone fertilizers, right. bird feeders. My goodness, we've covered a lot of it, pikenursery.com, <laughs> and also the schedule for the upcoming classes for the rest of the summer to get the kiddos a little more knowledgeable before headed back to school in a month. I can't believe it. They go back to school in right. about a month. Mm-hmm. August 1st. I'm sorry, teachers, to even bring it up. <laughs> all right, stay tuned. Tim Bryant with the news coming up, all the news, weather, traffic information you need, and we'll be back on Lawn and Garden right after this. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your Lawn and Garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Not quite, but close. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Herman Cain. Actually, I'm, I'm nowhere close. Walter Reeves has been doing this for 23 years, and I've been doing it for like 
three. So welcome to the Lawn and Garden Show. Nonetheless, you know me as the phone screener for Walter every Saturday morning, Monday through Friday, triple team traffic in the mornings. If you're up at 430 listening to us driving the Atlanta roadways, we do appreciate that. And Herman Cain's show heard Monday through Friday here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB from 9 to 11. Then I get to go home and take a nap. Around lunchtime. <laughs> that, that's my lunch is a, is a nice snooze in the afternoon. So happy to be here with you for 30 more minutes on the Lawn and Garden Show. We've had a great Saturday with Mark Banta, Piedmont Park, Mickey Gazaway, Pike Nursery. There's just not enough not enough time, guys. Three hours isn't enough time to really cover all that we want to cover. Had it's fun, great, though. It's been a fun it morning. It's so fun. Yes, it and had some great phone calls. We love getting you involved. 404-872-0750. And this is the time of the morning everyone knows every Saturday. We get the Pikes pick from Mickey Gazaway. Take it away. And this week, it is annual vinca or flowering vinca. Um, it's a beautiful plant. Um, it comes from Madagascar where it's hot and dry which of course now it's not hot and dry here um, but if it has good drainage it's done great in my yard I've got uh, real porous soil and it's done great in my yard this year I haven't had some of the people have had a little bit of trouble with it that um, don't have good drainage because it doesn't like that but if you do it does great uh in containers it's a super plant there's even a new one now called cascading vinca that that cascades over the side it's great in hanging baskets um now does that pertain to the pikes pick too the oh yeah it does all the vinca oh wow all right it's beautiful So so is there is there any um Advantage to vinca. I've never planted it, believe it or not. I'm familiar with what it looks like. Right. um, Does it attract anything or does it have a scent or? It doesn't really have a scent. It's said to be deer resistant. And and I haven't, I I don't have any deer, so it hadn't been a problem with me, but it's, it says that it's deer resistant. So I'd like to know. Well, that's a plus for a lot of listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So load up. The Pike's Pick means it's 20% off this weekend only, That's right? correct. Through Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. So if you want to see, like, the pictures that I pulled up of the Vinca and I was showing Mickey in the break, the ones that I like, where can they go? At PikeNursery.com. Very good. So and while you're there, check out the schedule of events to the class schedule, as it were, uh, for the rest of the summer. Yeah, the, the succulents and the uh, kids' classes. That's going to be so fun. So the succulents, those run, those classes run between July 5th. 11th and 15th so you'll have to check right, which, this week which mm-hmm. stores yeah have those classes a lot of them are early mornings well not early well but. the um the only one that's the morning class is on saturday at Lindbergh. the other ones are at 6 30 i think oh good the blueberry class that i went to a couple of months ago was like an evening one that yeah nice. they're fun had yeah. some lemonade sat in the store learned about blueberries it's pretty right neat. All right, 404-872-0750. Want to have enough time to get to all of your calls. Rich in Athens. Good morning, Rich. How are you? I'm doing well. I hope you are. Yes, thank you. Uh, I, too, have the same issue with the, uh, evidently, the water. You answered that question earlier about the green tomatoes. not ripening. I have had that. I've got an abundance of them. So what I've been doing was pulling the bigger ones off, the bigger green ones off to kind of relieve the plant and uh, bringing them in, and they've been ripening, you know, slowly in the house. But what I've noticed on the last uh, that I pulled, and, and yesterday I actually went to my plants and I had a couple of red ones, and I pulled those and was peeling, I began to peel them, and I've noticed I got white spots now in the meat of the tomato and underneath the skin there, and so I'm curious about is that a product of the 
too much water also? White or do spots. I have other problems? White spots under the skin on the fruit? Yeah, yeah, on the fruit, there's a lot of white spots on the on the tomatoes on the fruit. Uh, so I didn't know if that was a product of the too much water and not enough sun. Or yeah, let, let me ask you a question, uh, Rich. Is uh, when you say a white spot, is it like a white little miniature section, maybe the size of a pea, or is it just immediately under the skin, but into the meat? It's into the meat, and it's like the size of maybe a little bitty small pea or something. Yeah. Um, like less than maybe like the circumference would probably be like maybe an eighth of an inch circumference or three sixteenths of an, or something like that. It's very small. And you do a lot of them. And you don't notice any type of uh, indention or lesion on the tomato itself. In other words, you can't see a little black speck on top of the tomato, and then this the this is underneath it. Does the it's tomato skin look okay? The, yeah, the skin looks great. Yeah, then then that's what I, I think you're dealing uh, with a, a water situation um, okay. and too much. Yep. Okay. You guys okay. are pretty smart diagnosing your own problems. Absolutely. You just want confirmation, right? So, I, I think that's what it is. I'm glad to hear that there's no um, that that there in there there's nothing. There's a lot of critters that can get on the ripening fruit. And then cause spots, and then there's stuff that the plant uh, and the tomato fruit responds to that up underneath the skin. But you're not describing that. You're describing these these kind of hard white nodules up under the skin, but with no lesion on it. That's that's what my guess is. Perfect. Thank you so much. Up next, Druid Hills, Philip. Good morning, Philip. You there, Philip? All right. We'll give Philip another chance. He had an interesting question. The the most interesting one, I must say. James in Atlanta. Good morning, James. Morning. How you doing? So that was a really good tease before we went to the news. I was like, all right, he put hot oil on the grass. When we come back, what happened? What's the story there? <laughs> okay. I was having a fish fry, and uh, this was last year. And uh, when we were through, I was going to let, let the grease cool. And while it was cooling and we were eating, the, uh, my dog knocked, knocked the uh, fish oh, fryer no. over. Uh, Opposite way from the dog, I hope, right? Yeah, it, it didn't get on him. He just knocked it over, and then, then he took off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, but it, uh, I, I was trying to wait it out and see if it would, the, the grass would come back on its own, but uh, apparently it didn't. So uh, I got about a about a about a two foot radius spot in my my yard where the grass is dead. It's uh, St. Augustine grass, and I was trying to figure out the best way to get it to come back. Yeah, the, James, I unfortunately have too much uh, in in depth intrinsic uh, hands on knowledge with with hot oil in <laughs> turf grass from Centennial Olympic Park and Piedmont Park. You know, we have these big festivals, and stuff gets spilled or dumped by accident. Um, the bad news, the good news is it's only two foot. The bad yeah news is you're going to need to um, take that spot and cut it out with a shovel and go ahead and remove some soil and you may actually physically be able to see where that oil is in that soil but that needs to be removed and then we need to replace it and you might be okay. tempted you might be tempted to come in with like a bag soil and that would be okay, but I'd really like to see you mix some native soil with whatever amendments you might use and then get it a little bit higher than what you want the finish grade to be, then get your St. Augustine sod back on top of it. But you are going to need to uh, cut that out and and then replace it because the oil is quite an effective permanent uh, grass killer if you don't do if you don't do that. 
Okay. Uh, how deep do you think I need to go? You're going to have to look at it and see if you can tell. If, if you can't tell anything, then I'd like you to go uh, about four inches. Wow. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, and it shouldn't be deeper than that. You don't if you're using a typical fryer. And did, did it spill the whole load right there? Did it was every, it? Yep, every bit of it. It's it, about a little less than a gallon. Yeah, it it may it may take more than four inches. I would be shocked if you had to go more than six. Okay. Uh, but that's the effective rooting zone for the grass anyhow. Is four to six inches. Okay, that's that's not too bad. James, how was the fish? Hey, they were delicious. Oh, see, it, <laughs> that's it the was most maybe worth question. it then. <laughs> and the dog's okay. That's important, too. Hush puppies, fries, the whole nine yards. Oh, all right. Well, next time you know where to find us. Yeah, send the address yeah, over. Right? We'll okay. be there to help. I'll, I'll, I'll remember you all next time. Love it. Thank you, James. Thanks so much for the call. Great call. Okay. Have a all great right. day. Now we have time for just a couple more calls, but also I've told folks, go on Twitter, hashtag AskWalter, and then I'm able to see their questions. So Brian did just that. Asked, uh, we, we had a great conversation earlier about centipede lawn, because you're yeah. very familiar, Mark. So sprigged centipede two months ago, growing well and running fine, but it's getting leggy. So mow or keep the leaf area for growth? I'd, I'd like to keep the leaf area on it, um, and that's what's producing the food to keep the runners uh, running across there. It looks a little raggedy, but that's what's producing the food uh, to let it keep going. So leave it, leave it alone for a little while. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Brian, for following us on Twitter. We appreciate that. Up next, Peggy in Atlanta. Good morning, Peggy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. So a pruning question. What can we do for you? Um, I've got some trees that have smaller branches that I'd like to trim, and I usually try to wait until winter, but they're kind of driving me crazy. Um, river birch, poplar, oak, and maple. Can I do the small limbs? Absolutely. Go to town. Absolutely. Fabulous. You've made my day. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yep. And Peggy, the one thing, uh, you, timing is fine for that right now, but I do want to take the quick opportunity. Don't flush cut them. Don't cut it so that you're digging into the bark. There's a little callus where the where the limb attaches to the trunk, and you want to be just outside those growth rings. That's what heals back over. So don't leave a stub and don't cut it flush against the trunk, and then you'll have a perfect cut, and it'll come right back perfect. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good Thank luck. Thank you. What a great, Thank you. Great question. Nice short answer. Mickey and Mark are We're all over it. With that. that was really good. All right, more pruning. We want to talk to Bob about his knockout roses. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. What Got can a do for you? quick question here. This is the first year I've had a problem with my knockouts. They're... Uh, uh, I have eight of them, and at the end, it looks like it's real brown and all, and the uh, roses have died. And uh, I think I got some kind of virus on it or whatever. I, I want to take and just sorry. cut them down to, like you'd print them in February, this 22nd type prune. Is that, would that kill them? Now, when you say virus, the first thing Mickey and I thought was rose rosette, but the symptom of the rose rosette the tips of the branches get kind of gnarly and almost yep. turn like a pink color. Is that kind of what's and happening? Huge thorns. Uh, well, they just dying at the end, and they're they're not as big as they used to be. But do they do they get really gnarly and twisted at the ends? Have yeah. you noticed that? And dying at the end, yeah. I would take a sample of that to the extension service and ask them if it's rose rosette. You're going to have to get rid of them. 
the whole rose pulled the whole, out. If that's what it is, because there's nothing you can do about it. And it's but, airborne. It can also be transferred. But you need to, to know that's what it is. Yeah, you yeah, do. and it would be transferred to other knockouts in the area. So the sooner the better, getting the right diagnosis on that. And, and don't just cut off the dead piece. Cut a little bit back yeah. where it, they can see more than that, because right. you can also be describing an environmental situation where the the tip of the branch is dying, but you don't have the other symptoms they're talking about. So get a, a decent sample, and preferably more than one, to take to the extension office, and don't leave it in your car. Take it fresh. Yeah. As an old county agent, which is what I used to do, I used to get stuff where someone said, yeah, I meant to bring it to you about three days ago, and you wouldn't yeah, believe you some of the smell. odors when you open up those plastic bags. Yeah. So take it fresh. So you think my roses are gone, I might as well go to I don't know. I mean, you got well, you need to it's, find out. It's a very specific-looking rose rosette. I mean, people that have seen it know exactly what we mean, almost like a broom look on the end and gets real gnarled and twisted. So, I mean, you would know right away if, if we were describing what that is. So, I mean, if it's just a little dieback yeah. at the ends, pruning it now is not going to hurt it. I do the major pruning, the, the healthy and shaping pruning around Valentine's Day of my knockouts every year. But pruning throughout the summer just to get the continuous blooms is usually all right. So, Bob, we certainly want to make sure that that's the problem first before we uh, give you any further advice on that. Thank you so much for the call. It's 849. We've got to take a break, but we'll be back on Lawn and Garden. You're listening to News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. A weather update coming from Ackerman Security Systems. About a high of 90 today, 30% chance of rain, pop-up thunderstorms. Tomorrow, the chance of rain lessens a high of about 89, low of 67. And Monday, a better chance to see the sun. Channel 2 meteorologist Brad Nitz's forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes. Just a few minutes for some closing thoughts here. Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves on the Lawn and Garden Show. And Mickey, one of our guests this Saturday, which I so appreciate, Mickey Gaz way. Uh, one of your large parts of Pike Nursery, not only working in the store and people find you at West Cobb, but your talks with the garden clubs. Right. That's actually my title is... Oh, oops. Oops. I forgot to turn it on. Um, actually, my title is Garden Talk Coordinator, and that's what I do. I speak to homeowners associations and garden clubs and all different kinds of groups. So if you've got somebody that needs a speaker, let me know. And so go how, on pikenursery.com and that's how they can or find you. Or you can call the main office and they can refer you to me. Now, are a lot of these clubs smaller, more intimate groups or I mean, have you spoken to a club? Oh, that's yeah, kind I've of done open? them for 500 people wow. or I can you have to have at least 10 people and be within 10 miles of a pike nursery. And these are adult groups. We don't do kids groups off campus. Perfect. So they can find you at pikenursery.com. Right. Love that. Do you have any coming up this week that are kind of fun? Uh, I've got one. Uh, yeah, I do have one next week uh, in near the Town Lake store. Great. Oh, that's my neck of the For woods. For ARP. Lovely. All right. Perfect. <laughs> and Mark Banta, talk, talk about that. We have about 45 seconds or so. The Piedmont Park Conservancy. Oh, yes. We are the private-public partner with the City of Atlanta that keeps Piedmont Park like it is. So people say Piedmont Park's so different, and that's why. Uh, Piedmont Park Conservancy. PiedmontPark.org will uh, tell people how to get involved. We love volunteers. We love corporate groups, and we're uh, donor and uh, membership-funded. 
that's what does all that work and all those programs out in Piedmont Park. You do have to check it out. The new website's fantastic. Kudos to you guys. PiedmontPark.org, PikeNursery.com. I don't have a website. Just go to WSBRadio.com. <laughs> Follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, at Ashley Frasca WSB. It's been fun. Thank Thanks, you Ashley. so it's much for all the knowledge and the wisdom you've shared today. I wish we had more time than three hours, but talk to a lot of people today. Keep us in mind every Saturday morning. We're here for you, 6 to 9. Walter will be back next Saturday. I'll be off. I'm going to sleep in a little bit, but we'll be back with you. You'll hear me right back here on WSB Triple Team Traffic Monday morning. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.